Welcome to the Archer and Armstrong Production Journals. I'm your executive producer, Jeffrey Bridges, and I am joined by... Susan Bridges, also co-executive producer person. That's right, and today we are speaking with Pete Mylan, your voice of Armstrong. Hello, Pete. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello, Susan. Hello, all the folks at home. How are you doing? <laughs> you, sir, um... Well, uh, if there are new um, Valiant fans who are listening to this who aren't familiar with their work, you are something of a pendant stalwart, I'd say. You are in, like, everything we <laughs> do stalwart. all the time, everywhere. It's a good word. That's it's yeah. a good word. It's it's nicer than saying I'm old and I've been here for a long time. That's, 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 that's much <laughs> Well, better. so are we then. I mean, you know. So. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. We're all very young. <laughs> but I was already very older young. than you when, when we started. Stop it. No, no one knows. Shush, shush. <laughs> But no, speaking of old, I mean, you're pe- playing a 10,000-year-old guy, well, so... Well, that's true. That's weird, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm playing I'm playing Armstrong, uh, who is a uh, an immortal, who is 10,000 years old. Uh, it, the, the role came naturally to me because, much like me, he is also a fat guy who has sadness deep inside, but shares it through forced jollity. Hides oh. it through forced jollity. Oh, it's it. getting dark in here. That's That's sad. No. He also lacks a certain amount of maturity, which, you know, is good. <laughs> he also has a hat. I, too, have a hat. Oh. You have, like, an Armstrong so hat. I've seen common. that picture. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that for a couple of years. It's, uh, might be time to invest in something a little larger, but, uh, yeah. I've got, I have a gigantic, I have a gigantic head. There's so just no I. other way of saying it. I, I, I gotta go to a specialty place to buy hats. It's, <laughs> wow. it's tragic. <laughs> Well, um, now, as I recall, you were actually a uh, fan of the comics and a reader of the comics, even going way back to the originals before the um, sort of it sort of rebooted in 2012. Yes, uh, I was a fan of original recipe Archer and Armstrong when Barry Windsor Smith uh, and Jim Shooter were doing it uh, back back in the before time in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, way back when. Um, yeah, I used to. Uh, I, that was that was always my favorite uh, Valiant comic, and when. Uh, when Valiant uh, returned to publishing and uh, started doing Archer and Armstrong again, I started picking that book up and really enjoyed really enjoyed uh, what uh, Fred Van Lente and uh, the artists were doing on it. And then here you are now. You're playing Armstrong. I don't know that to me that would blow my mind. I don't. I mean, I don't do a lot of acting. So, but just to me, like a character that I had read about and enjoyed for so long, and now you're him, and you're the first official him ever, and that's that's really officially cool. endorsed by Valiant. Yes, it's, that's it's, right. It's really kind of amazing. Um, yeah, it was almost, it was just about a year ago that you uh, you sent me an email and said, hey, we're going to do, uh, we're doing Archer and Armstrong, and would uh, you want to uh, audition uh, for that part? And like, yes, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I will punch somebody nuts. in the throat to play that part. What, are you kidding me? See, he's got a lot of Armstrong right inside him right there. It's <laughs> that's just, that's true. Some of that rage. Yeah. But um, yeah, actually, I don't think we've mentioned this in any of the um, previous production journals, but um, through all of the uh, auditions that we had, um, that um, Anna Rodriguez and Susan and I uh, went through them all and sort of picked out ones that we felt really encapsulated the characters. And then we passed them on to Valiant and they made um, the final choices. So um, everybody you hear in this show, including uh, Mr. Mylan here as Armstrong, has been 100 percent you know, sanctioned and chosen by Valiant. They love everybody. And the first thing they said to us when they heard the first episode was that the cast was amazing and they loved you all. So that's really cool. That's that's very flattering. It's uh, I'm glad to hear that. 
So, um, well, what was the experience like then for uh, playing Armstrong, taking him on this journey through these first uh, four episodes, sort of his origin story and, and helping the world get to know him? Well, it was, uh, this has been probably uh, the most, you know, the most enjoyable pendant production I've been a part of because it's it's been... It's been uh, more united than you know any production has in the past. Usually, with with our regular pendant productions, it's all you know. We're all we're doing this on our own. You know, yes, you're, exactly. You're acting our cast is spread out across the country or even the world sometimes. Right. So. Yeah. You know, and even even writing on the Kingery. You know, you go and write the script, and then you send it to everybody, and uh, they come back with suggestions, and you take them or you don't. And it's uh, it's. Uh, it's all sort of, you know, solitary. It's a solitary uh, pursuit. And uh, all the way through uh, the production, you know, we were doing, uh, we did table reads. We did uh, sort of yep. rough draft episodes of of, uh, of of the shows. And uh, it was great to rehearse and, you know, sort of work things out and, and uh, you know, be part, uh, be part of a cast that, uh, you know, I, you know, you really haven't been part of before. I guess that's true. We were all together mispronouncing things. Yes. <laughs> well, the really cool thing, too, that I really like is that um, not only do, you know, Archer and Armstrong as characters play off each other really well, but the voices and the performances between you and Paul, you guys sound so great together. I could just listen to, like, the two of you in character talking to each other all day long. Which is why we should do a commentary track for all four of these episodes, I feel. Let's, let's get on that. That's, that, that may be coming um, <laughs> in the future. Stay tuned, folks. Um, well... Armstrong has a lot of, I guess, he's he's repressed a lot of things, or maybe not even repressed, but he likes to bottle a lot of things up and, and not really, you know, he, he feels very deeply, and he's got this, like, you know, artist poetry heart, but he doesn't like to let which it show. Which only comes out when he's drunk, when he gets which drunk, makes right. sense, because... So, um, what was that like, having to sort of layer that, like, pain, I guess, that he's got underneath his sort of jovial attitude that he tries to project? Yeah, he he does try to project this, you know immortal John Belushi, uh, you know, thing that he has going on. But, you know, he's he's got, uh, you know, much deeper layers to it. In, in, in a way, he's sort of uh, sort of the saddest of the three uh, the three Anapata brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one has, you know, one has his mission and one is traveling around in time. And Armstrong is just, you know, sort of down in the trenches, just living his way through... Uh, Western civilization, all civilization, really. Yeah, and he's you know he's got a lot of uh, a lot of opinions, and uh, a lot of that comes out when when he's sauced. Uh, he's a uh, <laughs> he's a fairly hardcore atheist, and uh, and likes to get in people's faces about that, uh, which uh, you know causes a lot of conflict uh, with uh, with Archer, who is uh, who was raised by a religious cult, and uh, you know has his own opinions on uh, on uh, religion and spirituality. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting that, um, like you said, Armstrong has this this sort of disbelief in spirituality and what have you, and yet the woman that he loved most through all of his times ended up becoming a nun, and so it's um, which probably had more than a little to do with that. <laughs> being <laughs> yeah, being that spurned was... for the church, you know, I'm sure fuels fuels a lot of that uh, anger. Yeah. That was actually something um, initially when we were discussing what project uh, Valiant wanted to do. Um, 
they had asked us to give them a couple of ideas for original things. And so one of the original ideas that we had pitched them was exploring the relationship between Armstrong and Sister Tommy um, originally back during World War II and sort of what led to her becoming a nun and what what actually this rift happened between, between them, them right and, yeah. because i felt um i don't know if we'll, if we'll ever get to do that story it would be cool that was our first choice um and they liked it but they decided to go with adaptations which is totally cool but the, the thing that i think we wanted to do that is because out of the entire um first four issues and the story that we're covering in the audio drama that was the part i think that that spoke to us the most is that the that relationship between them it was so strong and sister tommy's only in you know half of the issues and half of the episodes and she's there for only half the time but you get there's so much between them it was just i you don't know feel the history yeah and, yeah. yeah it was really yeah. cool uh yeah it's it's it, it was and it's uh you know it's it's sort of that that tragic thing that you get with you know immortal you know immortals in uh in fiction and uh you know yeah. time travelers where you know, no matter what they do, uh, you know, this person, you know, they're going to outlive uh, the people that they love no matter what. Right. So that might lead to some of the saucing yeah. issues that he has, you know. I mean, when we when we first see yeah. uh, Armstrong in the story, he's uh, working as a bouncer in a bar. Well, after the um, well, that uh, after after the, the yeah. after the prologue, when we when we right. see him in in 2016, modern times or yes. whatever, he's he's. He's a bouncer. Yeah, he's just sort of <laughs> retreated. You know, he's just doing something that doesn't ask anything of him. He, he can go and get drunk and, you know, spew poetry to uh, to women, and uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't uh, demand any any of his, uh, you know, it, it doesn't demand anything from him. Right, he can lose himself in the ladies and the the liquor, and, and he can punch whoever he wants. So, and he immediately does. So. Yeah. <laughs> So in a way, it's sort of this this first arc is sort of about both Archer and Armstrong, uh, both the both of them rediscovering the world in their own ways and becoming more engaged in uh, in the world around them. Right, and they sort of find that through each other and sort of help each other. Through, right, and one even of though they butt heads a lot, yeah. but yeah. And Armstrong chose to separate himself, and and Archer, Archer just right. was separated. He didn't even realize, and then he's waking yeah. up. So they're both sort of yeah coming back around to things in terms of. I guess, like, I don't know, were the fight scenes a lot of fun to play? Or, like, what was the most fun that you had with, with Armstrong? Um, uh, not so much the fight scenes as, as, uh, making, you know, um, cause, cause all, all, all the fight scenes, you know, there's a lot of, whenever you're doing a fight scene in audio, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thrashing around in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Grunting, That's literally fine. throwing punches yeah. in midair, like, ah, yep. That's an audio fight with some sound effects layered in. So right, <laughs> you know, as you know, a, a lot of you know, the dialogue it was probably you know, just just reading this this very you know, surprisingly dense dialogue about uh, you know from from both of. Uh, both of the main characters. Well, Armstrong especially, he like um, he trots out, you know, um, ancient um, texts, and he knows like two hundred year old wines, and it's just like the stuff that he has to say is um, <laughs> it can be kind of tricky. Sometimes it is, it is. You know, I I I think I had to drop some Latin at some point. Um, I remember in one of the table reads, I, I correctly pronounced the name of some French wine, and everyone was very impressed with me. So that was nice. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to play Armstrong because he's a, he's a bon vivant. I think one of my favorite scenes to listen to 
um, I think it's in episode three. It, it takes place in the Sistine Chapel, and there's a big fight between Armstrong and Archer and Mary Maria and Sister Tommy's there. And um, oh yes, yes, he gets he gets shot in the eyes, and then he. <laughs> falls really far and cracks the it's, and it's just your performance there it's uh, and you put in a lot of ad libs that we t- tossed into the background the when he's, <laughs> he's swinging through the air blind trying to find people and it's just so much fun to listen my, to. i think my favorite line from that is lady this makes you very slightly less hot with arrows in his eyes <laughs> yes which in, <laughs> encapsulates him very well i think yeah she just shot his eyes out but he's like you're slightly less hot to me now so and the it's, comics, it's amazingly funny and yeah, and, and I think we we that brought that through, brought in, through. The, in the audio, which you'll all hear very soon. But um, and yeah. I very enjoyed your gritted teeth takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a sting having arrows in your eyes. I would One think, would think. So. I, I hope to never find out. And why don't my but... fists have ears? <laughs> yes, another great. Well, line. that was that was Fred Van Lente. That was Lente. Yes, that, that was all Fred. Yes, Lente, not yes. Lente. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the um hard things is that um the dialogue in the book as you mentioned is so great and fred did such a great job with it that there are times when we were adapting it for audio to make things a little clearer or um to make it fit the medium better we we have to like add a line in or something and trying to uh it was a lot to live up to trying to make it feel like it fit in organically we're like because you know that's it's really really good and so it was very intimidating um from a writing standpoint to try to fit things in that and Archer's swear words, yeah, stuff like that. That felt organic and, and like something Fred would have put in the script. So that was really Yeah, cool. it's it's if you haven't read the comic, go read the comic. You know, it's 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 on a lot of the the, the uh you know the streaming uh, library sites you can sign up for. You can get it through pretty much anywhere you any you know Comicsology or and, uh, um, drive through comics. Yep. It's on both of those. You can actually go to a comic shop and buy physical copies of it if you're one of those That's guys. Right. <laughs> Actual paper. Know. The cool thing is you'll actually, we the adaptation is um, really, really close. And Faithful, so you'll be yeah. able to almost follow along. It's not word for word, but you can definitely, like, you know, if you have the comic in front of you while you're listening, it'll sort of, it'll, you'll be able to hear you everything you You can follow it seeing, along so. like a power record. <laughs> like way back in the day. Yes. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, no, of course not. I'm really old. Like, did I mention that? They used to do these records on vinyl of, uh. Of like DC and Marvel comic books. Yeah, way back in like the early eighties, I think Amazing. I had some. Yeah. Oh, it was the seventies. It was it was early to mid seventies. Yeah, they were nuts. I assure you. There were there were records that you would play and you would play a little tone to turn the page. We don't oh, have that in our fancy. show, but you know, there's no tones to turn the page. Uh-huh. You'll just have to figure that out on your own. By Maybe that'll be an edit that we can uh, throw in. <laughs> a special version. You know it is time to turn the page when Tinkerbell rings your little bell like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Armstrong voice. It's extra great hearing Armstrong yes. say that. It's so. Actually, another thing that that sort of cracks me up is listening. Um, uh, people haven't heard this yet, but we had um, you and Paul record the credits for the show, alternating between the episodes, and so just hearing the credits done like in Armstrong's voice, it just kind of cracked me up because I can picture like huge Armstrong just like in a recording studio with the script trying to go through these names, and it just I don't know the image of it cracks me up. Looking at the script through like a pair of bifocals. Yes. <laughs> Hmm. Pete Mile, that's a fake name if ever I've heard one. He's got a tweed jacket, I'm sure. Definitely. You know. Yeah. You sure it's not Milan? Really? Because everyone ever was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, 
Archer, Armstrong, catch it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, it's coming up real soon. Um, well, you know, I'd have to, I have to say, um, I re- like I've been saying, I really enjoyed uh, being a part of this production, uh, being a part of you know, being a part of this team, and uh, I hope to uh, play Armstrong many more times uh, in the future. Yeah, um, we don't know what um, future projects we we might be working on uh, with Valiant, but we certainly hope to go through uh, more of Archer and Armstrong if we're able, because that I think is our favorite of all. I mean, I love all of their stuff, but Archer and Armstrong was, it was like when they, when they first contacted us and wanted to work with us, they're like, well, let us send you a bunch of our stuff to see what you think of they it. They sent and what us we'll... a bucket of books. Right. It was like a, this giant box full of stuff. And that was the first book that uh, we read was Archer and Armstrong. We're like, Oh my God, this is so great. And so it has a special place in our heart. It was like the first one we really fell in love with. And, we love the the characters, and we love your guys' performance, and it's all just great stuff. But let's get back to talking about Pete. Pete. Uncle Pete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Who? <laughs> um, what about some other things that you have been working on or that you'd like to promote? Oh, well, um, I have a few audiobooks that uh, you can uh, you can go to audible.com and search for my name. and So Uncle Pete can read to you. Yes. Yes. Yes, I can read books to you about about space private detectives and and vampire Hitlers and what was the other one about? Just us. There's uh, the Sentinels by uh, Van Allen Plexico, and of course Phantom Canyon, still available for purchase wherever uh, digital audio is sold. Yes, that was our uh, that was a pendant production, which uh, you also starred in. So, it, like I said, that stalwart Pete is in. If there's a pendant show, Pete will turn up Pete's somewhere at some been point. around. <laughs> Basically, if you don't like this voice, pendant audio may not be for you. That's true. But who could not love that voice? I could listen <laughs> and, to you talk all day. That's right. He's the lead of the Kingery, and he's on the writing staff over there. And you're That's everywhere. totally free if you don't want to buy stuff. But you should buy yes. stuff. So go to Audible. <laughs> yes. Buy, yes. Buy Pete's buy audiobooks. Give us money. <laughs> Love um, us with your money. Do you have other stuff um, besides those that you're working on, or that might be coming up soon, or anything else like that? Uh, I'm working on a uh, on a new audio book um, that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get the actual recording finished by the uh, by the end of the month. Uh, it's called uh, the the Peregrine Omnibus, Volume One by Barry Reese. Uh, hopefully, that will be uh, that'll be uh, available to uh, to listen to by. Uh, Sometime in the spring, uh, I'm trying to get this, trying to get it done and, uh, and, uh, get it, uh, it's going to, it's, I'm doing it through ACX, the uh, audiobook creation exchange, which is uh, part of Amazon. Uh, so, uh, hopefully that'll be available soon. Um, well, if people would like to find you on the interwebs, where may they do that? Uh, they can go to PeteMylan.com. Oh, he makes it so all easy. one word. Or you can go to Twitter.com slash Pete uh, and, uh, either way you'll find one of them through the other one. Excellent. Perfect. Do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Um, if at all possible, please let's do the uh, the delinquents, which is the Archer and Armstrong, Quantum oh, and Woody Quantum crossover and Woody next. Cr- yeah. <laughs> well, we might want to introduce Quantum, Quantum and, Woody and Woody before first. we go to throwing but them together. No, yeah. let's just do it. <laughs> let's just do it and completely lose the audience by not explaining <laughs> who these two are. Quantum and Woody are great. They're also favorites of ours. Favorite they're a, of another ours, team yeah. up book, and they have a very um, similar light. Well, okay, they're more even more lighthearted than Archer and Armstrong. They're, they border on the ridiculous in a very good way. Um, so I advise you all to check out that book as well because it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah and it's 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 great that that you know there's they've 
what they've done, uh, what the new Valiant has done is sort of merged the early 90s uh, Valiant comics. And then around 1998, they sort of restarted everything. And that's, you know, they, they sort of they ditched a lot of the uh, of the previous books and sort of rebooted them. Uh, you know, they, they like, it's almost like an Earth 2 of Valiant. And that's where Quantum and Woody comes from, among other things. And, you know, it's like the, the new Valiant is sort of uh, the best of both worlds. Cool. And I, I really want to cast the goat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's Pete. Pete's cast. He'll be in that prediction as, as the goat. So if you don't know, you don't know what we're talking about. For those of you who are, who are pendant listeners are not familiar with Valiant, you're just going to have to go read Quantum Definitely. and Woody. Go, go buy some, go buy some Valiant comics. Go buy all the Valiant comics. We do. And there, I haven't found one I don't like yet. So I can't even believe that. I'm reading everything in the line and I'm like, surely I'm going to find one that's not to my taste. Not yet. So I don't, it's, they're killing They're me. all great. Ninjak, the second life of Dr. Mirage. Imperium. Eternal Warrior. Rye and Bloodshot Reborn. The first Bloodshot was great, and then Reborn, and then there's um, Harbinger and, and Faith. The new Faith book the is amazing, Facebook. and yep. it's, God, there's, yep. it's too much. It's, they're too good. So we're really thrilled to be working with them. We would be saying this even if they didn't uh, They didn't give us this uh, this amazing opportunity to uh, to adapt their books. No, yeah, it's absolutely true. That's like one of the greatest things about them asking us to do this is that we got into their comics, and now I really, really, really love them all. So it's super cool. Well, thank you, Uncle Pete, for being here. Thank you. <laughs> A pleasure as always. You'll all hear him very, very soon. Yes. As Armstrong in Archer and Armstrong, the Michelangelo Code, the audio drama. Yeah. Coming soon. Very soon. Very soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>